Grand Canyon, where hidden forces shape our ideas, beliefs, and experiences. And experiences. Join us as we uncover the stories between the canyon's colorful walls. Probe the depths and add your voice. Add your voice for what happens, what happens next. Happens next at Grand Canyon. At Grand Canyon. ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。ですね。
is that um, as a Native American woman, um, I think that it's very important to elevate Indigenous voices. And so being able to work at a place like Pipe Spring that has such a close connection um, with a sister band of mine that my ancestors are related to um, makes it that much more precious to me. I think that the American public and other visitors that come to public lands deserve to learn about American history um, in true form and not have any curtains placed in front of them. And so that excites me. Just teaching and passing knowledge along um, is something that I really find fulfilling. And I was born and raised in Utah, and so I have a really good understanding of the um, Mormon pioneers and how they interacted with the tribes um, of Utah and the surrounding states. You know, I met Autumn for the first time in 2018 when she came up with other rangers from Pipe Spring to the North Rim uh, for our Native American Heritage Days event. Uh, but what I didn't know at the time was that that was her very first visit to Grand Canyon. And it was, it was very emotional. Um, and it was actually with uh, Ranger Ben Pickovitz. Oh, okay. um, he, yeah, he's been here at Pipe Spring for over 20 years. He's one of the tribal elders for the Kaibab Paiute people. Um, and so he invited me along to come with him to work at the North Rim Heritage Days. Oh, that and was your so, first time here. Yeah, it was. And, and he took me out on the rim and, and he, you know, he explained some pretty important cultural stuff to me. And one of the things that always stuck in my mind is that, you know, like when we stood there and we looked across the canyon, he said that, you know, this place is so powerful and it's a part of southern Paiute people's power and it's where we come to gather ourselves and gather our thoughts and so we must honor and recognize that when we're there because just as much as that canyon can give us um, it can take it away very quickly and so if you don't go there with respect in your heart um, the canyon will show you a lesson it will teach you so Every time I go there, I always think that honor this place, play, pay homage to it, um, and leave my traditional offering to the existence and the spirit of the canyon. And I totally understand what she means by that because, like, I also haven't experienced Grand Canyon until I actually was, you know, working here as an intern, and knowing that um, this place, it, you know, it has a meaning behind it that you know, it always will call back to you to, to help, you know, it's like calling for help, like it wants us to introduce it to back to the people, or, you know, it's, it's like you have a sense of being here, a sense of being a park ranger, a storyteller, to talk about these stories, saying like, you know, it, we need you to tell us these, the story about this place, you know, tell, tell, or talk about the story of our people that have this cultural connection to this place. Yeah. Yeah, so with Southern Paiute people, um, not a lot of people realize that the north end of the canyon um, is really, really sacred to the Southern Paiute people. Like I mentioned earlier, it is a place of power. Um, it is a place for us to go and, and kind of rejuvenate and refill our spiritual power, but also just, you know, ourselves. Um, it's I've heard many Southern Paiute people refer to it as, you know, that's the canyon is it's our heart. It's a place where our heart is. It's, it's where we belong. And so even before I had went up there and stepped foot and looked across that canyon, um, you know, I, I had that 
connection internally inside of me through past generations who had made pilgrimages there. And so, um, you know, we have sacred areas there in the canyon, whether it be through petroglyph sites or just the river. The Colorado River is very, very sacred to my people. Um, you know, it's, it's a life-giving force, and it's, it's older than time, and it's something that we always honor and recognize. Um, so I, I think that that would be the best interpretation or understanding of that, is just that the multitude of power, if, if one could just grasp that through our physical eyes, um, you would feel that spiritual feeling that I felt even before I even went there. Place. Yeah, and it's it's you think about all these tribes, you know, the eleven associated tribes that have this cultural connection to this place, and you know it's it's crazy because like, you know, the Dine knowledge, the traditional knowledge that we have is like, we put our umbilical cord when we're born, you know, when we're born we keep our umbilical cord. And then we bury it under the ground of our homestead. And, you know, within the reservation or where you think your home is at. And, you know, for the Navajo people, it's always within the four sacred mountains. And the they say if you stay within the four sacred mountains, it protects you. And if you do leave it, you always come back, you know. And your umbilical, your umbilical cord, wherever it's buried at, it, it knows that you've been gone for so long. But you do have to come back to it. And, you know... The canyon is part of that umbilical cord for a lot of the indigenous tribes. And um, it's like, this is our homestead. And this is a place that we do have a connection. Uh, when we interviewed Mae Franklin, she said, the Grand Canyon is a lot of things to a lot of people. So we asked Autumn what it means to her. I think one thing that vis visitors should keep in mind when they visit the Grand Canyon is that um, that the canyon speaks for itself. Uh, it doesn't need to be spoken for. Um, and that when you go there, realize that this place is very important to indigenous people, um, not just the Southern Paiute people, but all of the other tribes that have a connection to the canyon. And I think just recognizing that we need to leave the canyon as it is. It doesn't need to change. It doesn't need um, new technology added to it. It doesn't need, you know, all of this multitude for advertisement of tourism to it, is that this is a place that is meant and set aside for people to come and totally enjoy and gain that psychological connection to the environment and just to release. And so I would say when you come to the canyon, release and enjoy and relax. And just taking something as simple as a sunset across the canyon can be fulfilling. So don't change it. Just leave it the same. You know, one of the hardest things that, to hear when talking to Autumn was that she frequently gets comments from visitors that Native people should just get over the past. I would like people to recognize more of the Indigenous people that are connected to the canyon and not to so much think of it in terms as, um, you know, something negative. We as Native people, um, especially the, those of us that work for public lands divisions, continually hear remarks 
um, that we need to get over the past and that we need to get over the past past history. Um, but history is who defines us, every single person. It doesn't matter what walk of life that we come from. And so just respecting that, you know, that this place, does have a deep connection with Indigenous people and that we are still here. We have voices um, and, you know, we do want you guys to come and learn about us and to see where we live and to, to gain an understanding of us. So we're not so much different as everybody thinks that we are. We're just like everybody else. And when people do make that comment, it's really hard to, you know, understand from why they want to just leave the past as it is. A lot of these wayside exhibits talk about the past tense of a lot of these of a lot of the indigenous history here. So today we still have people who still don't believe that indigenous people still exist. And that's the whole, we cannot forget about the past. In order for us to have a better future, we have to bring up the history. Yeah, well said, Kelly. And last, I asked Autumn to reflect on the link between protecting the canyon and preserving Southern Paiute culture. So in terms of cultural preservation within the canyon, um, you know, I think one of the easiest ways to make people understand it that are outside of Native spirituality and Native culture is that you wouldn't want, if you are a religious person, you wouldn't want somebody to go in and desecrate your church, or you wouldn't want anyone to go in and desecrate your way of prayer. Or your, way, or your way of gaining spiritual connection with a higher power. And so that is how we view the canyon, and that is how we view areas like Deer Creek, is that these places are very sacred to us. Um, they create a bond between Southern Paiute people to the spirit world, where our ancestors are, and where those of our family that have passed on. And so when we get people that come into the canyon and don't understand that or don't respect that, um, it's basically like treading over somebody's church or sacred area. Um, so for cultural preservation, um, I would like to see the canyon to integrate more Native American people into CRM programs, um, even into resource management, so that we can have our own people there speaking, teaching how to protect, or taking those responsibilities upon themselves to protect and to preserve these areas, um, because they are very, very precious to us. And that goes back to the point of the power that we see in the canyon, is that if someone outside of our culture could learn what we see or what we feel in our hearts in these places, um, I don't think that they would feel comfortable just, you know, kind of traipsing around in there or doing graffiti or leaving garbage or even urinating um, in these areas, is that we always need to be conscious that there is another, there is another point to our life, that everything that we believe in as Native people isn't physically what we see in front of ourselves, is that there is a deep spiritual connection. And so that does come into play with cultural preservation. The Behind the Scenery podcast is brought to you by the interpretation team at Grand Canyon National Park. Many thanks to Autumn Gillard for sharing her stories and perspectives. We gratefully acknowledge the Native peoples on whose ancestral homelands we gather, as well as the diverse and vibrant Native communities who make their home here today.